Austria's largest energy supplier, Wien Energie, is bordering on bankruptcy, a situation that could cause a ripple effect throughout Europe. It is therefore no wonder that both the Austrian government and the city of Vienna are eager to provide a bailout to the company. In this episode, my colleague Areti Ntaradimu speaks to Peter Gornitsa, former CEO of Vien Energie and co-founder of the Nobile Group, to get an assessment of the situation, as well as of its ramifications for European markets. I'm Pamela Larg, and you're listening to the Energy Transitions Podcast. So, Peter, how did Wien Energy reach the point of having liquidity problems? Yeah, the Wien Energy situation is from outside maybe difficult to understand, but if we look at the company, at the utility, you can see that it has a really special situation because it has a relatively moderate own production of about 50 or 60% of the energy which is sold to clients. And then it has a really large district heating network of about 600,000 customers. And this also has a relatively high share of gas power plants of 70% of the whole production. And these gas power plants are also CHPs, which also used to produce the district heating. So there's a must run obligation for these power plants in the winter in order to supply the heating. And of course, also electricity is produced at the same time. And for this reason, Wienergy used to have a hedging strategy, which provides the procurement, of course, of natural gas, which you need for the gas power plants and for the CHPs. And the procurement is done on the forward markets one or two years in front of the year. And in the same moment, they make a sale of the produced electricity so that they can avoid price risks and can lock in the profit margin. So this is something really usual for utilities like Wien Energy. And these trades are also done on the energy exchanges. We, of course, need liquidity to do these trades because you don't know the counterparty. So it's more or less anonymous. And for this reason, you have to bring in financial securities in the form of payments. There are some so-called initial margins which have to be brought in at the time the transaction is done. And if there are any price changes, which are normal at the energy market, then of course you have to bring in margin calls and additional payments. And in the case of Wien Energy, they sold the energy, like I mentioned before, and the energy electricity prices were rising. And they were rising really sharply so that they had to pay the difference between the fixed price and the actual market price. For example, and this was also information which was communicated by Wienenergy, they had some fixed prices at the level of 150 euros per megawatt hour, and the market prices rised up to more than 900 euros per megawatt hour, so at least 750 euros more. And of course, they had to pay the difference every day for each megawatt hour. And if you sell more than four or 5,000 megawatt hours in the forward market, it's a really large amount of money. Yeah, and um, it's important to know that these payments 
must not result in a loss because if you are able to produce the energy or the electricity at the level of 150 euros per megawatt or in our example, you will not suffer a loss. You just have to bring in the liquidity until the contract is finished and you can deliver the, the energy and everything is fine. But the problem is that you, in the meantime, need the liquidity and the money to pay the margin calls. And this is really the problem in the case of Wien Energie, which leads to this liquidity crisis and, of course, also to these turbulences in the Austrian market. Yes, so it seems to me, without being an expert, of course, that let's say the managerial team could perhaps have done a better job in this specific situation. You have been part of that team. You were the CEO of Inenergy. So what could the management of the utility have done differently to avoid all this? I think the first important question is the question if there are any high-risk speculative transactions or activities like short selling or prop trading or things like that. And for these questions, question there seems to be an answer since last Friday because an expert report was published by the consulting company PwC who did some investigation work at Wien Energy. And they come to the result that there were no speculative activities which are not usual for a utility. So that's the first, uh, second, a very important information. It's, it's good. And, but I think there are some further questions remaining which belong to the behavior of the management team. The question is, which is remaining if the management team, although they have, haven't done any speculative activities, if they have reacted to the situation of rising prices in an appropriate way. Questions like, have they seen this liquidity risk coming up? And have they then set any measures to avoid this risk? For example, have they set a trading limit or something else? And have they also adapted their trading activities, reduced the sales and the transactions in these very difficult market situations. And if they have done so, where are the consequences of these decisions? And where are these decisions also effective? And have they complied to their limits and so on? So has all this kind of risk management activities been done by the management team? And has it been also documented in the minutes of the company so that it's pretty clear that there's no lack of management activities and crisis management. But I think these questions are very difficult to answer from an outside position. It's more or less not possible. So it's a good idea that external auditors investigate the things which happened and which activities were done in risk management and so on. And for this reason, the audit office of the city of Vienna and the Austrian federal audit office were instructed by the city of Vienna and uh, also by the state of Austria to make these investigations and to answer these and other open questions. And we will see which results they will deliver. But I think the most important point is from a general view, these activities and transactions are nothing unusual. They used to be common. The question is, are they also common in this market situation or should they have been limited or restricted? And these answers will be delivered by the, by the audit offices, I think, in the next few weeks.
Okay, fair enough. That makes total sense. And that's a very good point, actually, because we do experience, I wouldn't call them unprecedented times because we have experienced, or at least the generation before us has experienced this kind of situation with the OPEC oil crisis in the 70s, yeah. for example. So we do have the example. And yes, we should be a little bit more careful. But then again, the Austrian government, the municipality of Vienna, of the city of Vienna, they are putting, let's say, the utility under the microscope, which is fair enough. Also, given the fact that Wien Energy is the largest energy supplier in Austria, both the government and the municipality will try to save it. Isn't that correct? And if so, I want to ask you if they should. Yes, yes. It's a very important question. And from my side, I really total absolute clear answer. Yes, they should. And they have also done it already. Um, it makes sense to protect the utility in this crisis because what's the alternative scenario? Just a second or two seconds to think about it. If Wien Energy would not have been able to bring in the further liquidity and pay the payments, then there would be a suspension of energy of the energy exchange and all the transaction done up to this date would have been terminated. And this would have the consequence that wind energy would realize the losses first, which are not only financial at this moment, they are real, they are becoming real. So this would be a substantial loss. And second, they would have to pay all the energy again for their clients and to even much higher prices. So this leads to a real, real tough and hard crisis. And maybe there would have been a real danger for the security of supply for all the clients. And Wienergy has over 2 million peoples and households which are supplied with energy of Wienergy. So I think in this case, you really can say Wienergy was too big to fail. And it was too much danger, too much risk to go into this alternative scenario. So it was absolutely the right decision of the Austrian government to create a kind of bailout system. And they did it only after 48 hours. So it was, I think, on the second day they needed assistance and everything was fine again. Of course, uh, it's not good for the image of Wien Energy and also not for all others, Austrian utilities, but I think it was the best way to get out of this crisis. Although in principle, I admit that I agree with you, Wien Energy is too big not to be saved, as other utilities and energy providers or other companies in general are in Europe. However, my next question to you is, shouldn't companies pay the prices of their decisions instead of the taxpayer? Yeah, I think we all, or most of us, believe in a system which is ruled by the markets. And of course, in a normal framework, I totally agree to you that companies should be responsible for their own actions and bear the risks and pay the bill and pay the losses and so on. The question is, if in the case of a crisis and a situation where there are so, so extreme market turbulences, if this is possible anymore, or if we need a kind of rescue system for companies who struggle or have liquidity problems, especially if there's a situation when there will be no losses in the end, if there's only a time period, a limited time period, where they need liquidity to come over it. 
as in the case of wind energy, truly was. And for this, I think it's quite similar to the financial crisis in the years 2008 and 2009, where the banking system nearly collapses. And also in this case, we need the bailout. And so I think if there are market turbulences, if there's a crisis, there should be kind of umbrella or rescue system where you save this company and save also their services for the clients so that the economy can go on working and there are no other effects. Because maybe first you, you guilt this fail and then other companies fail and at the end you have a really deep recession and I think that this could not be the way we should go. Yeah, and speaking of a big recession, etc., do you think that this situation with wind energy might have a ripple effect to other countries and other utilities in Europe? Yeah, I think there are some other utilities who really have a quite similar situation. The example of Uniper in Germany, for example, which was, I think, rescued with a rescue package in July. And I think that Germany stepped in for 30% of the shares. So there's also a kind of nationalization process coupled to it. And there are also other utilities. I think last week we heard about uh, Swedish utilities and also Finland, I think. I'm not pretty sure if this is right. But I think there are some utilities which have the same situation. And this is also the point why the European Union thinks of taking measures to have a kind of rescue system for these utilities who suffer um, liquidity crisis or things like that. And do you think that it should be only, let's say, the responsibility of the national governments and municipalities, like in the case of Wien Energy, to solve the problem? Or should the EU Commission have some sort of a safe mechanism to apply here too? Yeah, the question is, what is the problem? What we have seen at Wien Energy is the real cause, or it's just a, a symptom or thing like that, just an effect of a cause. I think that the real problem is quite deeper in the market. And this, of course, is located in a very integrated market in Europe. So that's very difficult to solve it on a national level. I think it must be put on the European level. The European Union said that we have an energy union also years ago. And we also have these integrated markets. And if you look at the market prices, you can see relatively similar price developments in Germany, in the Austrian markets. So there may be separated marketplaces, but I think the market is linked together very strongly. And for this reason, we should solve the real problem, the high prices, especially high natural gas prices, which are more or less the reason behind the high electricity prices due to the merit order effect. We should solve it on a European level. I think it's also already there because last week there was the summit of the European Union of the energy ministers and the European Commission. And I think they talked a lot about this problem, how to solve it. And uh, there was a kind of five measure plan, which was uh, suggested by the European Commission. And at least one or two measures, they had the consent, but not on all. And I think there will be further discussions until the end of September to solve it. Yes, although, to be honest, I think that the energy ministers invited the European Commission to have some proposals by mid-September, so like in two, three days. That was quite hard on them, I think. And yes, most of the points were on capping, cap on Russian gas prices, cap on renewable prices, cap on everything, and I think it's a good start. 
But what would you say are the current challenges for the Austrian and the EU markets? I think it really are the prices, the relatively high prices, which lead to households and private persons just suffering kind of poorness of energy or they can't afford anymore the energy prices. And also little companies, small and medium-sized companies are becoming more and more problems. And then you also have the utilities, which have their liquidity problems. This is on the one side. On the other side, you have some utilities and companies who own renewable assets to a very high share that have a, a lot of profits that had had exceeding profits. So there's a relatively tricky situations this this group and there's a lot of tension in it. And I think it's getting more and more dangerous for the economy. So for this reason I think we have to do something. We have to do something on the European level and also on the national level. At the European level, I think we have to look at the market function and market design. Of course, we have this merit order principle, which at the moment really everyone knows because it was very often in the different news. But I think it has functioned very well for more than 20 years. So it has its justification from that point on. But I think we need little changes in this system. And we should think rather practical and not ideological to make these changes. And as you said, a price cap of natural gas, for example, would be a very effective measure to bring down electricity prices. Because as we all know, at the moment, the gas power plants are setting the prices in the electricity market. And if you, for example, cap the gas prices only for gas power plants, this is for natural gas, which is used in gas power plants, I think you can have a really, really good effect on the market and bring down the prices. So this is more or less the Spanish or the Portuguese system, which I think they do it since months. But I think if you do something like that, we should be very careful that we try to get the right price level, because it's important that we still have incentives in this case, incentives for saving energy, incentives for building renewable energy assets. So the price level should be not so high as at the moment, but also not so low as it was two or three years ago. So we should try to get a really fine price level for post uh, goals for the one goal that we um, a little bit get the tension out of the market, also the speculative tension, and for the other side that we still have the incentives on energy saving and of course also on the expansion and development of renewable assets because that's the way out of the whole crisis to build more and more renewable assets and to replace uh, more and more as far as possible gas power plants and things like that. So I have two points on what you said. One about the surplus of energy companies that are working now with renewable energy, let's say. So they're having a surplus. There is a cap. There is a provision at the Energy Council and the European Commission, and there will be a cap on their, let's say, benefits too. And the second thing that I wanted to mention is that I was, I'm a little bit not surprised, but I'm happy to hear you say also that we need a change in how our energy market is working. We are used to it for some decades now, but maybe, let's say, the winds of change need to blow a little bit our way. Actually, I don't know if you remember, maybe a month ago, the Greek prime minister and the energy minister, they both came with, right, you know about it, uh, they both came the about Greek a, plan, yeah. a 
Yeah, you know exactly. And I found it at least interesting. What do you think? As far as I know it, they suggested to divide the market in two separate markets, to have one market more or less for renewable energies, and that other market for yeah more or less fossil energies. Yeah, and to have two different price um, prices or price mechanism, and then the declines pay the average price of both. So I'm not sure if it is right, but this is what I remember. Right? Yeah, yeah, more or less of that, yes. More or less, yeah. And I think this is a very interesting suggestion and we should think of it, but I think it's very difficult to bring it in in a very short period because it totally changes the whole system. So this might be a solution for the long-term problem because I'm pretty sure that we need a development of the merit order system and of the market design in the long run because more and more renewable assets are coming in the market and the gas power plants are more or less only for the peaks and have very low operation hours. So the whole system is changing. And for this reason, we also need the change of the market design market system. And maybe this could be the solution in the long run. But I think as we have a lot of long lasting transactions in the actual market, we need time to come to it. So this needs maybe three or five years to develop in this direction. Another interesting suggestion is or model is that you divide it into an energy only market as we have it now. And the second market, which is only for capacity, capacity markets, where these gas power plants are paid more or less for their system stability benefits and so on, so that they are securing the security of supply. And you don't pay them by the megawatt hours, but you pay them by the capacity. So this might be another important or interesting model to go to. But I think actually we need a really short intervention in the market. And this intervention should be in the existing system. It should not stop or reject this existing system. It should be have place in it. And for this reason, I think a cap on the natural gas price would be rather easy to bring in. And I think if you only communicate it on European level, there will be a very, really intense effect on the market price and they will go down. So just the intention to do so, or the decision to do so, will have to bring it down. So I hope, really hope that we are able on European level to have decision until the end of September so that we see first effects in October and November before the winter starts. And speaking of the winter that is coming, this is going to be my last question to you, Peter. How hard do you think it's going to be? Yeah, I think the winter will be cold. <laughs> it will be dark and it will be hard. But I think uh, we will have a lot of measures to save energy. We will try to avoid high temperatures in offices, in public buildings. There may be some states which also make a law which has such restrictions also for private households to avoid a lot of energy spending and to avoid energy spending when a lot of energy is needed in the systems to avoid the peaks. I think this may be similar situations as we had in the 70s, yeah? like you mentioned, all crises and so on. And yeah, and also maybe public lightnings and so on will be turned off in the night. So. We'll see this. Yeah? 
And there are a lot of, of course, national initiatives which could be taken. And I think this is really a job which should be done on national level. I think it's important to have a goal on European level, but the measures should be taken national level because the situation is quite different in different countries. And so it will be not easy. We will see very high energy prices. We hopefully we have some measures in the market and also some subsidies which help private households and at least small medium sized companies. And but in the end, and you know, I am really positive thinking person, yeah. But in the end, I see also a lot of positive effects, which I'm sure will be dominate the future. Uh, we will see extremely more energy saving and saving of CO2 emissions than we ever have seen in the last years. And we also will push the expansion of renewable energies and will have more renewable energy in the system than we have before. So maybe there's a happy end or I'm sure there's a happy end. Excellent. So on that positive note that we all need in Europe, I would like to thank you very much for joining me and for answering my questions. Thank you. It was a pleasure for me. Thank you for listening to this Energy Transitions podcast, brought to you by Enlit and Friends. Visit enlit.world for more episodes. See you next time.